You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. At the bottom of the hour, your chance to win tickets to the Heritage Classic in Edmonton next month. Those tickets ain't cheap, man. We're giving them away for free. You just got to do this. Text us in at 960-960, name and Some location. Fries. In honor of uh, that naked dude on Twitter slash X yesterday sauntering through an airport, what's mm-hmm. the weirdest, grossest thing you've seen on an airplane or in the airport? 960-960, name and location. We might even mix in a couple calls at 830. Why Maybe. not? Maybe. Why not? Maybe. But right now. Let's see. What am I looking at here? Very exciting stuff. 170 bucks minimum ticket. Really? Yes, sir. See, that's pretty good. Pretty good prize we got. Yeah, we that, away. That's up in the blades. We gave movie you, tickets. Going to be there uh, to Expendables Four there. early on in the show. We just did Impossible Flames trivia, and now we're giving away um, two tickets to the Heritage Classic. But right now, mm-hmm. um, she is the brand spanking new radio analyst for Flames games on Sportsnet 960, three-time Olympic medalist. We on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Megan Mickelson. Megan, how are you? Morning. I'm great. I uh, just got my kids out the door and okay. I'm here with my coffee, so I'm I'm buzzing. Are you uh, <laughs> like uh, how excited are you for this next gig? We're excited to have you. Uh, tell us how you got the news. Well, I think I need to find uh, a synonym for the word excited because I've said it about <laughs> two or three hundred times. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm I'm so looking forward to this season and. Um, yeah, it's been a, a work in progress for the last little while, but, you know, I got the call for the first time this summer, just asking if I would be interested. And it's obviously, it's a, a process to go through. So, I uh, went through an audition and, um, just had to figure out how this was going to look in terms of scheduling and, and how it would fit into my life and, and all of those things. So, um, got the news recently and, and finalized things uh, actually just yesterday morning. So things are happening quickly, but, um, I couldn't be more excited. It's obviously, it's such an honor. I mean, you look at the history of, of broadcasters in this city that have covered the flames and, and all the sports teams. So, mm-hmm. um, I really am, I'm honored and I'm humbled, um, to join the team this year. Yeah. It's crazy. There's only 32 of those jobs in the world. And, uh, now you have exactly. one of them, which is absolutely uh, incredible. You, you mentioned the audition process. I, I, I went through it uh, years ago uh, for a morning show in Toronto. Like, take us through that process and how you kind of have to pretend like you're actually doing the games and in the moment. Tell us how difficult those things are for people who may not know uh, what you actually went through to get this gig. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. So um, I knew that I would be calling a game from last season. So that in itself is a little bit strange that it, you're calling a previous game and not a game that's happening in real time. Mm-hmm. So uh, to try to keep the audition as real and as authentic as they possibly can, they don't tell you which game you're going to be calling in the audition until the night before. Because that's, I mean, that's how it is in the season. You figure out, you find out rosters uh, the day before and, and you do all of your prep kind of within uh, 24 hours for the most part. So to keep it as real as they possibly could, that's what happened. So uh, kind of crammed in a lot of my prep, uh, the, those 24 hours leading up to it. And then 
went into the studio down downtown there. We were actually just in one of the boardrooms um, calling the game off of a monitor. There was no crowd noise, no feedback or anything like that. And it was just uh, Pat, Derek and myself kind of felt like we were calling a game in a, in a closet. Like it was just, <laughs> it was dead silent. And I mean, as a broadcaster, you kind of, you feed off of uh, the energy in the building and the fans and the crowd and all of that. Uh, so there was none of that. So that was interesting as well. And then obviously working with someone new for the very first time. So Derek and I, uh, you know, we haven't worked together before, but it was awesome because we just had really good, natural chemistry which is Hmm. it's not easy to find as I'm sure you guys know so it was um yeah it ended up it went really really well um and I had a lot of fun with it I think that that's a mindset that I have going into all of this is is to have fun with it and and to enjoy it so um yeah then had to that was back in July (laughs) so um yeah so it's been it's been a long time coming and I'm just I'm happy that uh that we've gotten to the finish line so you in your playing career with Team Canada, played at many world championships, won a couple of gold medals at the Olympics, won the silver in 2018. When 2018 had kind of ended, did you have any idea that this was the direction that your career was going to go next? Honestly, no. It was. It would have been during COVID that I got a call from Sportsnet and asked if I would be interested in going on the panel. And I hate to say this, but the first game I ever did was with the Oilers. <laughs> so the first, the first game I was on a panel with Dean Principe and that was, that was my very first experience. And right off the hop, I, I knew that I enjoyed it, That obviously hockey's such a huge passion of mine. And so I knew it was something that I was interested in. Did I know that it was something that I wanted to do for a job and a career? Uh, I, I didn't know that at the time. So, and I was still playing, I knew that I was mm. trying to go to the 2022 Olympics. So it was actually, I would say it was when I blew my knee out and missed out on the 2022 Olympics and ended up broadcasting uh, the games for CBC. I think that's when I really started to think, hey, this is, I, I really, really like this. I think that I could do this for a job. And after that, that was kind of what gave me, you know, I guess my my start and kind of catapulted me into doing a lot more. I, I came home from broadcasting the Olympics and started doing more for the Flames, and then I got a call from TNT, and so I was kind of here, there, and everywhere from then on. And having the experience with TNT to call games, I was ice-level analyst. Mm. And that's when I realized that I really, really enjoyed the the real-time analysis of the game. I enjoy being on the panel, but it's that in-the-moment analyzing the play as it happens that I really, really enjoyed. So I think it's been a few years where I've been dabbling, trying different things. And when this job came up and, you know, I thought this, this would be something I would be able to do on a daily basis and really immerse myself into, you know, the team and and the entire season, I was really, really excited. So I think that when this offer came up, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I want to do this. I want to go for it. Outside of playing and coaching, it's the next best thing to being still in the game, right? It can't get any closer than that, right? It really is. And, you know, I was talking with Pat yesterday afternoon 
just about the similarities actually of a game day in terms of being a player and being a broadcaster. Hmm. Like you go to the rink in the morning and, you know, there's pregame skate, obviously you're not on the ice, but you're there. It's kind of game day vibes. You know, you, you go home, you have lunch, you do whatever other prep you need to do. You have your pregame coffee, go back to the rink a couple hours before the game. And, uh, you know, the, the music's on in warmups and you get all pumped up, amped up. You can't fall asleep after the game because of the adrenaline and the excitement, but there's, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities. So I think, you know, for me, I was always a, a video nerd. I would analyze <laughs> my games and some coaches actually told me that I was, I analyzed too much. I overanalyzed. Mm-hmm. So now it's something that's kind of, it's coming in handy for me, I think. I, I'm curious as to when you felt like you were comfortable in this role because, you know, being in, in this industry for 10 years, there is a certain level of like trying to do so much, but you get to a point where you're comfortable and you can be yourself and show your own personality. And that's when I think kind of people find their way in this industry. When did that happen for you? Yeah, I I understand that, you know, I haven't been in the in this specific role and and I know how hard people work in this industry and I know how lucky I am to have this job. I I do know that. But I think for me over the past, I guess 3 years in working with Sportsnet specifically, I work with a, a broadcast coach. So, I actually sit down after every single game and I watch video of myself and and look at the analysis and so one piece that we've really focused on is finding that balance. And I've always been comfortable of my analysis of the game. Uh, you know, like I said, I was a video nerd and, and would hmm. sit down and watch and analyze. But then, you know, the trick has been figuring out, you know, how can I bring my personality and, and really be comfortable being myself? So I would say, I think because I worked so tirelessly and, every single game that I've done the past three years, I've sat down and watched video and, and worked with the broadcast coach to figure out, you know, how I, I bring my personality into mm-hmm. it. I would say last season, I definitely started becoming more comfortable and confident in that. And I mean, the fans have been so great, even, you know, just on, on social media and saying, you know, they love my analysis and, and what I bring. And so that's always really, really nice to hear. So I guess to answer your question in a nutshell, I think it was it, w- it would have been last season. <laughs> last season, I really started to feel comfortable and felt like I could I could be myself and I could analyze the game and, like I said, have fun with it. A hundred percent. We definitely see it in the broadcast. Uh, I wanted to ask: You've been around the Flames a little bit last season, like you mentioned. Do you know any players, any coaches, any staff, kind of personally? I'm not necessarily asking to reveal any sources or anything like that, but what is your connection with some of the people on the team? Yeah, so I mean, I've I've run into Craig Conroy kind of here and there, so I know him a little bit. Uh, Ryan Huska, actually, this is a funny story. So it was actually during COVID, and I, as you guys know, the all the rinks were closed and you couldn't skate anywhere. So I was trying to get myself ready for a training camp with the national team, and it turns out we actually we live in the same neighborhood. I'm not sure if he's still in the same neighborhood, but. Mm. Um, around each other. And so I was actually, I was at the outdoor rink in my neighborhood and I was skating and I was, you know, doing drills and I was actually 
pretty much bag skating myself because I was trying to get ready for this camp. And he was there with his son who was kind of doing the same thing. He was trying to stay on the ice and, and work on his skills. So that's, that's how Ryan Huska and I first met was on an outdoor rink here in Calgary, which is, which is kind of cool. Uh, I ended up doing a couple drills with his son. And uh, so now, now when I see him, I, you know, I kind of feel like we have, you know, a, a unique connection. So, you know, that's, that would be one. Um, I've, I mean, I've been around the players now for a couple of years, so you know, I, I wouldn't say I have any close relationships with them, but, um, you know, I, I know some of them. And uh, there was Ryan Van Aston, who's no longer with the team, actually. He was the strength coach for the Vancouver 2010 Olympic team. So no, I know him a little bit, and he obviously had some ins and outs. Uh, Kate Kabelka used to be my physio. He's obviously the lead therapist for the Flames, so... Uh, yeah. And I guess some people in the back hmm. office as well. So it's, it's been nice to have been around the team now for a number of years. And, you know, I'm really, really comfortable at the saddle dome and being around everybody and everyone's been, been awesome lately, you know, just in conversation. And I've gotten a lot of calls and texts from people in the organization saying congratulations. So, um, yeah, no, no, a few people. Excellent. Uh, we're, we're, we're excited uh, for you. It's, it's an awesome gig. It's a very exciting time. Should be a really fun season. Megan Mickelson, the brand spanking new Flames radio analyst for Sportsnet 960, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's the next captain in the Calgary Flames, Megan? Mm, that's an interesting one. That's so hard to even to try to analyze outside of the locker room. Like I know as a player, being in the room, you're, the players are really the only people that know what goes on in there and who should be the captain. If I had to pick one person, and this is, again, not being inside of the locker room, but giving my best guess, I would say um, Michael Backlund. I mean, he's been around the organization for so long. He's a veteran guy. Um, you look at his work ethic um, and one thing for me, you know, in, in dealing with all the adversity they dealt with last year, like I remember one game, I think it was against New Jersey and he got sat, like he didn't, he didn't play towards the end of the game. And then the next game he came out and he was just on fire. And so it's that type of, you know, that resiliency and that ability to handle adversity uh, that I think that, you know, he really, he possesses, but you know, like I said, not in the locker room, don't know, don't know what goes on in there. None of us do, to be honest. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of guys and they've talked a lot about it. You know, it's not, it's not just going to be one guy, like it's a leadership group that they will name and, and they're going to have to work together. But obviously uh, this captaincy is, it's a big deal and, and something that I think is going to be really important for this team this season. I think it's something that they need uh, in order to make the the culture changes that are required for them to be successful. So, um, yeah, my pick my pick would be Michael Backlund. Uh, real quick, breaking news: uh, Brad Marchand has been named the next captain of the Boston Bruins. That's interesting, eh, Megan? Hmm, it is. <laughs> Not surprised though. Not yeah. surprised. The only <laughs> other way I would have gone would have been Charlie McAvoy, but like. Marshan's like, the guy. Yeah, he has to be in Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he'll and he will absolutely embrace that role 110%. Um Megan, who needs to have a 
bigger bounce back season for the Calgary Flames? Jacob Markstrom or Jonathan Huberto? Mm. <laughs> can I pick both? <laughs> you you can. Oh, yeah, sorry, you're gonna get yeah, these questions I now. Sorry, to... like you, you signed up, Megan. Sorry, you signed up for this. Yeah. Honestly, in order for this team to be successful, they both need to have bounce back seasons. Um, just you know, Jacob Markstrom. Obviously, I think that something that kind of got in his way last year was himself. He's so hard on himself, and and you could tell, you know, mentally it took a toll on him, but. Uh, you know, it sounds like he's really put in the work and, and by what the coaching staff has said that he really, he's challenged himself this summer. He was on the ice early putting in the work. So he's really, he's putting it on himself to come, to come in to camp and to really perform well for this team. Cause he knows that, that he needs to, and, and the importance of it, but Jonathan Huberto, like, I mean, obviously last year was such a massive disappointment, I think, uh, for the city, but, and, and for himself as well. So I think that there's, they both really need to turn things around um, in different perspectives and, and at completely different ends of the ice, right? Like you need solid goaltending and solid defense to win hockey games, but you also need to score goals. So I think that, you know, as much as Jonathan Huberto's in the spotlight as well, it's, you know, all the players see everything that's said about the team and around the city. I think that, you know, that's, that's important for the team as well. Megan fitness testing is today. Who's your guess as to who's going to come out on top? Well, I've heard Dylan Dubé is the reigning champion. Mm-hmm. Prior <laughs> so, to that, it was Gio. I'm going to give marks to him. I also heard that Michael Backlund is, he's always a, a strong finisher as well. So, you know, maybe, maybe he'll make a push for it too. But hmm. uh, I love fitness testing. Really? The guys, the guys talk about fitness. Uh, yeah, I, I'm weird like that. Like, I, I just, I loved it. It was, it was almost, it's, it's the first day, right? It's really exciting. Yeah. And, and it's a chance to show the work that you put in all summer long. Mm. So while we think, you know, Dylan Dubé will come out on top, I think that, Obviously, all of these guys probably absolutely crushed themselves this summer. So I think they'll all come in 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 really good shape. What is the best preseason game, the first one or the last one? I'm going to say... I'm going to say the last one mm, that's because, the and I say that because the first one's exciting and it's great and you're, everything's getting rolling. But as a player, your first game back after not having played for a while, and obviously the prospects played this past weekend, but for the, for the rest of the guys, I know that's like, you're working out the kinks. You're not feeling, you know, totally comfortable. It comes back within a game or two. It's kind of like riding a bike, but I think for that reason, I would say the last one, I think the the rosters at that point obviously have gotten closer to what opening night will look like and the start of the season excitement, that's starting to ramp up as well. And I think just seeing guys start to settle in to their roles and, and what they're being asked, I think that, yeah, the last season or the last pregame season or pregame would be my uh, pick. I'll, I'll ask you again after you've done all eight preseason games for the Flames as a <laughs> yeah. broadcaster. We'll see how you feel. Touche. Touche. I'll be like, oh my gosh, can we get this started? Yeah. 
Um, Megan, before I let you go, uh, we have a, a text topic today. We're giving away tickets. Uh, the grossest, weirdest thing you've seen on a plane or in an airport. I'm sure you've done a ton of traveling. What's the grossest thing you've seen uh, in an airplane or at the airport? I still think one of the grossest things on an airplane is when people take their shoes and socks <laughs> off. Like, and why then, the like, socks, too? Then, yeah, why the socks? And so then, the toes and can breathe. <laughs> I've I've had people do that on European flights. So those are eight to 10 hours. And I, yeah, I had a guy sitting next to me and he was in the middle seat, uh, shoes, socks off. And then his feet, when he would fall asleep, his feet would end up over like in my area. Oh. And I just like I was just cringing the whole time. It was it was disgusting. Uh, Does the middle seat get both armrests because you sit in the middle? Is it should that be a rule no. on all flights? What do you mean no? Really? No, no. Okay. No, I mean I, that's hard though. I think. Mm, see, I think the the window, the window. You have the window. Yeah, so you the, lean the into middle it. Middle seat. You should get an armrest. Like, I feel like though armrests can be shared. Like, why why does one person get the armrest for the entire flight? Okay, I just think the punishment that, of sitting yeah, in the middle that, seat. Is that fair? I think. Well, I think the punishment of sitting in the middle seat. You should get both armrests. Because, you know, you're trying to stay away from that random person beside you. Why should you get something? Because you're the fool who booked the last seat on the plane, and now you have to sit in the middle. <laughs> you don't get rewarded for that. Okay, well, there's that. I got out in front, and I got myself the seat that I wanted. I'm taking what I want. And okay. frankly, here's my other thing. See, if, but- if I'm the first one to sit down, and I got my arms on the armrest, too bad, bro. Beat you to it. Okay. Yeah, claimed your territory. The thing is, too, if the person in the middle takes both armrests, then the person on the window is like smashed up against the window. And then the person in the aisle is like tipping over into the aisle. So yeah. there's no uh, win winning situation. I don't think on an airplane. I've decided I'm an aisle guy. Really? My legs are too long. So I like to stick them into Me the too. aisle. Okay. I get woken up when the snack cart comes by, but it's a price I'm willing to pay. Wow. Because a, also, I don't want to miss a snack. I'm a window Never guy. Miss a snack. I'm a window guy through and through because <laughs> I like to pass out on the flight. Mm. Uh, Megan, uh, we're thrilled to have you. It's going to be an exciting season and more fun, tough Thank questions you. coming up throughout the year. Thanks for this. I can't wait. Thanks, guys. There she is, our new Sportsnet 960 The Fan Flames analyst, Megan Mickelson. Preseason gets going Sunday. Let's go. I hate the preseason. I. I if there's one thing I can't stand, it's the preseason. I absolutely hate it. And you know what? I could absolutely care less about the preseason. It's so mm-hmm. meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like when I was moving here last year and I heard all the preseason takes in this radio station, I wanted to drive off the road. I'm like, what is happening right now? I go, this is all meaningless. There's no Nothing. good there's no good preseason. Exactly. Show me. Like I want game one. All right, let's go. I'm in. Boom. Like game training one. is a whole Dialed month. In. Watch every game. Let's like, go. Preseason. I I'm think, like, who cares? I think it's a little heavy handed to say that you can't learn anything from it. Like there's a lot of prospects that you never watched during the NHL season that sure. I want to see what their skill set are. Sure. I want to see if certain players have gotten better at certain things. Right. But uh, I think I, the only thing that really, I don't need eight games. The Flames in their eight games that they've yeah, love to do preposterous. It makes no sense. Also, when when you win quote unquote a position battle, that could last three games. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's <laughs> oh, you, that's you, what it is. You're not like, doing too good. Oh, you won the job at a camp, and then like five days later, oh, guess what? Healthy scratch. Like, exactly. like it's just show me. Oh, like I just let's get to the season.
That's why I like the NFL. They shaved it down to three games exactly. instead of four. Exactly. Let's get to the season. Let's do it. I don't and know. I know it's still playing eight, but that's, yeah, eight, that's eight seems excessive. I think it's like the most out of one. It's got to be like the top. It's the maximum of, amount you can out play. Out of any What's NH- the sweet spot? Four? Five or six? I was going to say five. Five, I think. I think the minimum you have to play like is the first three. two is like all the fringe guys, and like the last three is like your, a lot of your yeah, regulars you start getting their your legs. lineups out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that means you could, if you do the, the five, you could start the season October 1st. Except but we start October Then here's 11th. the other thing, too. Like, yeah, it's just... looking at it from a player perspective, like, if I'm going to go to training camp for two weeks, like, I'm going to get bored of practice. Give me a game. Yeah. Sure. And give me a game every I... other day, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, Again, at it's... the same time, if I'm a veteran, I'm like, I don't want to play in these. These are a waste of my time. Mm. I don't want to get Risk banged up yeah, by some ECHLer who's yep. trying to make a name for himself. Yep. yep. Again, I keep yelling at the clouds uh, about this. You just brought it up. Season starts October 11th. Yep. We're ready for hockey now. Mm-hmm. Like it's the it's the middle of September. What if the season started next week? Excellent. I, I've and always been a, a proponent yeah. of moving the season up. I hate the fact that they award the cup in June. Hate it. Do it in late May. Mm-hmm. The Flames won the cup in '89 in late May. Yep. Like don't go into June. Like yeah. we're everybody's ready to watch hockey. We're all there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And but the problem is, especially when you live in Canada, come June when the weather's nice, you don't want to be inside watching games. Nope. You want to be outside enjoying the weather. Right now, we're all ready to watch hockey. Boom! Let's go. Let's get the season going here. Again, I will. Ne- this take. Yeah, this I will is take, one of yours that I'm like meh, meh. It's one of those. The season runs way too late. Here's the thing. I'm also the guy who I only play hockey in the summer. Because I don't get to play during the winter because ice times are too late. Sure. So I very much uh, I link being out in the summer in the beautiful days to playing hockey. You're so, definitely in the minority when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm a weird cat. Yeah, but I like it. Okay. I like hockey in June. You do. I particularly don't. I'm just saying we're ready for hockey now. If the season started next week, how awesome would that be? Yeah, I'm ready for it. That's yeah, a fair that's what point. I mean. Like what, then, once once the kiddies go like back why to school, September thirtieth be a start. That's a Saturday, exactly. Or even like once yeah. the kiddies go back to school and everybody's in a regular routine mm-hmm. and and it's getting colder out, leaves are changing, falls around the corner. We're all ready to watch hockey. Like mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like we we are again. If you're in the states and you're a southern climate, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in here, where eighty percent of the league's revenue comes from the Canadian teams, let's have hockey in late September. We're ready for it. We can watch it. I'm I could watch it like. At any sure. point, so you can watch it Sunday, but I'm you get to it. watch eight preseason games first. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. I'm gonna watch a preseason game while I watch the Sunday nighter. When's there that Austra- When's that Australia game? I think that's Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Friday at midnight, and Saturday at midnight. Yeah, those are preseason games. Yeah, was, Coyotes, no. Kings, and Melbourne at Rod Laver. Why didn't they uh, do those as a regular season game? I think because, they want to try the market out first uh, because the teams complained a lot last year. Yeah, it's like when Boston and Calgary played over in China. A few years right. back, they're doing it for preseason just because, like, what well, where'd they go last year? They went to Finland, and there was, there was that was the start the, the year. Yeah, though, it was right? the like Avalanche, they did the Global Series yeah. in Sweden, and then yeah. Finland in November, Columbus and Colorado, I think, played in. in the uh, Avalanche Helsinki. were like, this completely destroyed our year. Yeah, and so teams stopped doing it in the regular season. Hmm. It, so it, you it, get preseason games now. Okay. Like Here's I remember when they first NHLers. went over, to, like when they first went over to Europe, like 2000, 
eight, I want to say, two thousand nine. Like L.A. and Anaheim played a series over yeah. in London, maybe. Yeah, they started the season end of September. They started playing it like end of September, and yeah. then they had yeah, like they a week back. off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they got in with everybody else. It's the same right. with the, when they went to China. They yeah. had a bunch of yeah. time off after that. Yeah, uh, they're going to play in Rod Laver Arena, which is the home of Novak Djokovic. Yeah, he'll be a ten-time Australian Open winner, Grand Slam in a few months here. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, straight ahead, your chance to win uh, two tickets to the Heritage Classic in Edmonton. Next month, we're asking you, in honor of that naked dude walking around an airport on social media uh, yesterday and last night, we're asking you, what's the weirdest, grossest thing you've seen on an airplane or at the airport? 960, 960, name and location. You want to call in, you can do that too. 403-240-4444. You always have a slightly better chance if you call in. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. You win tickets next. Yes, Matthew. I got a couple NHL tidbits I can share around the corner as well. Some you want to do that, that after the break? Yeah, yeah. Some right. things that are broken this morning. Okay, we'll do that next. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, The Fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, it's ticket time. We're giving away two tickets to the 2023 Heritage Classic between the Flames and the Oilers Sunday, October 29th at Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Can I share my notes first? Yeah. Um, 960, 960, name and location. Uh, in honor of that naked dude walking around the airport on social media last Very night. Very naked. sauntering. Very just, naked. And not running through an airport, sauntering nope. through an airport, buck naked. Uh, we're asking you, what's the weirdest, grossest thing you've seen in an airport or on a plane? 960, 960, name and location. You got some notes from the National Hockey League before uh, we have some fun. We mentioned with Megan Mickelson, Brad Marchand has been named the captain of the Boston Bruins. Not yep. much of a surprise there. Uh, Matt Murray, this just being announced by Brad Living, is undergoing a significant surgery. Uh-huh. So not much surprise, but he's going to be going on LTI for the Maple Leafs. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was healthy enough to come back for the playoffs, but now okay. Anyway, yep. Anyways, uh, and finally, Steven Stamkos spoke to the media. He is one of many players that are on a very talented crop of UFAs for next off season. Um, one of the guys that you kind of look at and say, "No, this will get done. He'll end up signing something in Tampa," but it doesn't sound like that's necessarily the case. Disappointed in in the lack of of talk in that regard. So. It was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp started. Um, there haven't been any conversations. So. Oh boy. <laughs> Not even like we haven't moved. Like there has been no conversation, and I told them I wanted it to be done by training camp. Oh boy. That's your captain. Yeah. That's your captain who has won you multiple Stanley Cups. Not ideal. You can talk to me about Vasilevsky and Hedman and Kucherov, but this is your leader. Yeah, but he also was hurt in the first one. Okay, fine. Ooh. He scored that big goal in the one game. I get it. But you know what he's I'm saying He's a glue guy here. in Tampa, yes. He, he is the, the... He's the guy that turned around the Lightning as a franchise, that draft pick. I get 100%. all of it. It just feels a little... Ugh. I didn't know that Steven Stamkos was going to be a free agent next summer. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Hey, I wonder how many goals he would score with Jonathan Huberto on his wing. Florida connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick's eyes, <laughs> Patrick's Patrick's eyes lit like, up when I said that. Hey, Superstar player. Three-year deal for Stamkos. He's only 34. How many goals would he score? Minimum 30 playing with Jonathan Huber. Without a doubt. Without as long as he stays doubt. healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I would, I would, yeah. Put him on that, that off wing with that incredible one-timer. 
I just have to like. I obviously wanted to see where the Flames are at next off season, and where they if they'd be like, "Hey, Steven, you want to no, trade for him this off? You trade for him. Trade for him in season at the deadline. At the deadline. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh God, we did have hot takes last moves year. Moves Lindholm the down to yeah, your second do line center. Moves Backlund <laughs> to your third line here. center. Fourth line center. Moves Kadri <laughs> down to your third line. Listen, <laughs> we'll do this we'll do the un- smoking hot takes. Let me just clip all this. I'll make yeah, a nice sure. Yes. 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 Stop. Please stop. 960, 960 name and location. Sources uh, say your chance to win L, uh, E5. Uh, your choice, uh, your chance to win two tickets to the Heritage Classic next month in Edmonton. Uh, give us a call to 403 240 4444. 403 240 4444. The grossest thing you've seen either in an airport or in an airplane in honor of that naked dude on social media last night just sauntering through the airport. Buck naked. Uh, let's get to the phone lines first, GVP. Let's get to uh, Nicole. Nicole, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What are you up to this morning? Uh, well, I just dropped my husband off at the airport. Oh, look at that timing. Is that what you saw that was gross? Is that the grossest thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> bye. No. See you later. <laughs> Um, see you, gross. See you later. Um, what's the uh, weirdest, grossest thing you've seen in an airport or on a plane? Okay, so for the record, I work on an airplane. Oh, That's my job. Okay. So the list is long, but this I, I hope to God I don't even gag telling you this story. Okay. Because I can, yeah. So we brief people with children that you know there's. Uh, table trays in the back where they can change their diaper mm-hmm. and just let us know if you need to use it we'll give you a blue bag and then you can put the diaper in there and, and great mm-hmm. so I'm standing at the back of the plane and this man comes in the back and he's plugging his nose and he's gagging and I'm like oh what's wrong and he's like pointing to his rope so I walk over there and this woman is changing her child's diarrhea diaper <laughs> On the seat bench oh. with all three seats. So she asked the gentleman to stand up. And uh, oh. <laughs> so she's changing it, and it's all over the seat. But when oh, she took the diaper no. off, she stuck it in the seat pocket. Oh. And it was like oozing out. Oh, God. <laughs> so, and I'm trying to like communicate with her no, 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 please don't do this. And she's just. She's just going at it, and it's everybody is looking over their seats because they can see the commotion, and it just oh, it was so disgusting. And we were going from Calgary to Toronto, and I think we were maybe over Regina, so we had quite a like far distance to go. So. Sort of apropos, though. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm nice, just, no, very I'm, good. Good for just you. Just kidding. <laughs> Getting out the biohazard bag and putting on the gloves and oh my god, it was just awful. You know what, George? That, this this is why I think the commercial planes should have an airlock. You just <laughs> put her in there. Psh, see ya. Shoots out. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah. Uh, Nicole, it's going to be tough to beat that story. Hang on the line, please. Okay. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Like, put it in the seat, too. Like, come on. Do you on. mind if like, I borrow your uh, tray just, table? You'd be like, I, just I guess. Goes, like, what do you want? What do you need it for? And then she slaps her child on top of it. It just goes to show people are just animals. Yeah. Like, no regard for human life, as Kevin Harlan once said. Nope. Um, 
Manners, never heard of her. Uh, like again, it's this is a tough. Uh, let's get to another caller here. It's tough after that one. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd, good morning. How are you? Good, you? Good. Uh, you got a gross story for us, Todd? Yeah, I, it's going to be pretty hard to top that one. But yeah, uh, sorry. coming back, uh, coming back on a plane from Cuba in April. Obviously, this guy got burnt pretty bad uh, in Cuba and that, and he sat down and had a muscle shirt on in the seat, and he was moving around, and you can see dead skin falling off and and that. And uh, after five and a half hours, we land in Calgary, and he gets up in the chair, and the and the um, underneath the chair is just all covered in dead skin, (laughs) and the air conditioning was on, so it's blowing all over the place. Not, not, not much makes me sick. Like I've, I've, yeah. And it, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so Todd, bad, dude. Todd, I have to ask you. I have to ask you this. Dude was wearing a muscle shirt. When's the last time you wore a muscle shirt? Um, probably, probably this summer when I was camping out okay. having a few beer. All right. Yeah, had the look the when he was out there camping. It's another guess. strong one. Hang on the line, Todd. Dead skin Todd, diarrhea diaper Nicole. Those are pretty good. Bro. Pretty vile. <laughs> All right. Nothing like a human peeling like good. a snake beside right. you while you're trying to come home with a lethal hangover. Uh, let's get to Tyler on the line, too, GVP. Uh, Tyler, good morning. How are you? Good, fellas. How are you guys doing? Good. Those are two. Those are tough ones to top, eh, Tyler? Those are those are pretty nasty. Uh, do, do you got a nasty story for us? Grossest thing you've seen at the airport or in an airplane? Yeah, for sure. So my wife and I, we just uh, a couple weeks ago, we flew down to Denver to catch the Blue Jays and the Rockies nice. for a couple of games. Nice. Yeah, Go yeah. Birds. So we were. Yeah, right. We were coming home and we're at Denver International and we're about an hour from our flight. Did you see uh, any Illuminati symbols? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) No. So then uh, I go into the bathroom, do my thing, and there's a fellow in there and you can tell he's suffering from the great equalizer. And uh, so uh, I finish my business and I'm washing up and he comes out and straight out the door. I'm like, oh, that's pretty gross. I just heard what was going on in there. And then I go meet my wife back, and she's like, oh, we should get a bite to eat. So go over to the cafeteria area there, and I see my same friend from the washroom just mowing down on a pizza, (laughs) which is the handsiest food I think you can get in the (laughs) the airport or anywhere. And so I tell her, and she's grossed out, and then an hour later, he's two rows ahead of us in in the WestJet plane coming home to Calgary. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was pretty disgusting watching him take every bite of that pizza. I'm gonna write, okay. I'm going to uh, call that hand-washing optional. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right, Tyler, hang on the line. Thank you. Wow. That's wow. a good one. And I, on I, any other day, that might we be We are a just animals, right? Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> can I just say, I think we... <laughs> some of some us. others, some more than some others. Some more than others. <laughs> I think we bit off more than we can chew on today's... Yeah, uh... <laughs> Oops. Yeah. What to say? Uh, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did today. Uh, yeah. What do you got on the text line, courtesy of our friend <laughs> Texty McTexterson, our Sportsnet nine sixty the fan text reading robot? Garth in Red Deer County went Las Vegas on Halloween. Fellow waiting for luggage in Wonder Woman costume. Oh, no. His <laughs> was hanging out each side of the bikini bottom. Mm. Made the wife gag. Made the wife gag. 
<laughs> okay, um, that guy probably should get arrested. Yeah, I, I, yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a crime. Yeah, lock yeah. him up. You, you got your you got your change purse hanging out at the airport, and probably should get some cuffs slapped on you. I'm I just imagine. I'm just going. I I I'm gonna say it. If you have half a coin purse hanging out each side, <laughs> yep. you did that on purpose. He totally did that on you purpose. Do, that doesn't happen by accident. No. That's a pretty good one, too. Wouldn't you feel yeah. the draft? Like, come on, guy. Well, of I think course you would. Yeah, exactly. Once again, I think he's doing he's it doing on purpose. It. Vegas, they don't care. Wouldn't you feel a draft? That's your Eric question? In- <laughs> Eric in Mahogany. A mother seated next to me on a flight changed her baby's diaper on the table tray. While the smell was awful... It wasn't as bad as being the person on the next flight who had to eat off that table tray. So similar to Nicole, yep. changing your child on the tray table in yep. front of you. Thank you. Gross. That's why uh, you buy those wipes and you wipe down the table tray like this guy does Always. on a flight. You never know <laughs> yeah. what still was there before. Of, still thinking of that man at the terminal and just being like, huh, anybody else feel that breeze? Yeah. <laughs> Again. The guy on social media last here. night, he just saw, he was buck, just sauntering. The, no shit. What nothing. airport was that? I have no idea. <laughs> you think he was going to one of those underground tunnels like in at the Vegas? Denver airport? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep him going. Look at that big triangle carved in his back. David in Arbor Lake. We were going through security check at Pearson's coming back from Disney World. We were at the point of putting our bags through the x-ray to board flight to Calgary. My daughter started throwing up like she was in The Exorcist. Again. And again. And again. Most people were horrified and glared at us. Even telling us to get her out of there. One person gave us a Kleenex. One. So sad. So embarrassing. Oh, Exorcist wow, that's pretty good. It's pretty good from David in Arbor Lake. Okay, we'll star beside that, that one. punctuation was... <laughs> no. Again. And again, yeah. and again. Wow. How many more really good ones do you have? Uh, we can do uh, this one. I thought was pretty funny. Exorcist Mike from the Denver. ranch. I saw Gary Busey at O'Hare. Oh, that my. was pretty gross. Okay. I've shared the story when I saw uh, Bill Murray at the Atlanta airport, and he used the urinal and didn't wash his hands. He just walked straight <laughs> Jesus, out. Bill. I've told you that story. No, I haven't heard that. I think I you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, shared it with you. Definitely. Well, Jesus, Bill Murray. Never meet your heroes, kids. A uh, couple more. Okay. Riley in Calgary, Denver Airport. Someone's dog crapped on the moving sidewalk. I was <laughs> sauntering down the sidewalk sometime later, and there was an airport employee guiding people away from the poop, which was bouncing around at the end where the sidewalk ended. Oh, it's just getting like <laughs> it's just underneath <laughs> it, <and> just <laughs> spinning like one of those hot dogs at a Seven Eleven. On the roller tray. <laughs> I, like I feel like we there's a recurring theme with a lot of this, and it has to do with the poo poo. Like it's just a recurring theme in all of this. How, yeah, how many more? Couple you got? more. Okay, couple Alex more. Alex in Cougar Ridge. Okay. I was on a flight from London to Calgary and was on the row right by the mid cabin washroom, so saw a lot of questionable things. However, the most disgusting slash disturbing was the person who went in to use the restroom barefoot. I can't even imagine the international Ooh. infection they brought home. Oh. <laughs> oh, so that's how COVID started. You know what? When you when you see something like that, just people just don't give a bleep. They don't care. And like, they I would love your confidence, but you're awful. No, it's not confidence. It's not it's confidence. Just, it's for just being an ass. Naive. Yeah. Like, uh, no. Just oblivious. That's what I mean. Like, they yeah. just don't care. Mm-hmm. 
Like, oh, that my food just hit the ground at the airport. I'm picking that up and eating it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't care. Like, I just I can't even wrap my brain around doing something like that. I do a lot of things that you can't wrap your head around. Like, you're, yeah, it grosses me out. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that, I'm also, not even you would do that. Yeah, like, and also I have like a modicum of respect for being in an I airport morals. around other people. Yeah, yeah. being a the human things being. I do at home. Sure, debaucherous, debaucherous, and gross. <laughs> yeah, one more. Trevor in Calgary, the weirdest thing I ever saw in an airport was in Prague. A older lady got stopped at security with a giant jar of sauerkraut. Instead of throwing it out she sat down on the ground and starts shoveling down handfuls of it and proceeded to eat the entire jar. No way! No way! She made that kraut, she was proud of that kraut, she was going to take it to family. Okay, so who is that, sorry? (laughs) That's Trevor. Trevor where? Uh, Trevor in... Trevor in Calgary. Okay, Trevor in Calgary. Okay, so... Do you know how appalling that would be? Okay. If you just water it, someone sitting up against the wall with their mitt in a jar of sauerkraut, like Winnie the Pooh, trying to get honey out of the jar. Mm. (laughs) All right, all right. Okay, so I got four contenders. Uh, Nicole and uh, Todd. uh, Dirty diaper Nicole. Uh, dead skin Todd, uh, sauerkraut Trevor, and uh, Exorcist David in Arbor Lake. Now, oh out of God. all of those, which ones do you guys like? Oh God! I uh, honorable mention to sauerkraut because that visual is just too funny for me. But I got to give it to one of the people who called in. I can Ooh, go. Either. I like the David in Arbor Lake, the Exorcist one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's funny and it was well done, but. I have to give it to one of the calls. They set the bar real okay. high. All right. So this is what I'm gonna Nicole do. had us gagging out here. <laughs> okay. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, let's put Nicole back on the line here. Nicole. Are you still with us, Nicole? I'm still here. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, by the way, being okay. a person who works for an airline, none of these surprised you, right? All of this vile behavior? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. What are we doing? Are airports Canada. Like- I have stuff that tops that, you guys. Okay, okay. I've been on here for days. Okay. Um, okay, so this is what we're going to do, Nicole. Um, we did this yesterday. You and Todd are up for the tickets. So okay. I want you to do this. Um, I want you to pick who you want in a battle of rock, paper, scissors between Matt Rose and Patty Dumont. It's got to be a best of three. Best of three. Don't pick me. Who are you picking, Nicole? Oh, I'm, I'm going with Rose. Okay, you got Rose. Terrible So mistake. Todd has yeah. Patrick Dumont. Let me officiate this and call it live on the air. I'm going to try to be the Derek Wills of this show. Uh, as, as always, I will go one, two, three, shoot. Best two out of three. Let's, uh, All right. Patrick Dumont, you are playing for Todd. Matty Rose, you're playing for Nicole, who's on the air Let's right go, now. Let's go, Nicole. Here we Round go. Round one. One, two. Okay, you guys can't even coordinate your one. I was okay. focusing on, I was okay, trying ready? to talk to Nicole, sir. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Rock, rock. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Matt Rose, paper covers rock. I did, Matt I, Rose won. Patrick, nothing. Nicole, snake. Nicole, you just, Matt Rose has to just win one rock, paper, scissors battle out of the next two, and you get the tickets. Round two. One, two, three, shoot. Scissors Boom. cut paper. Boom. Boom. Todd. Todd, I'm sorry. sorry Nicole, Todd. congratulations. Matt Rose won the rock, paper, scissors off. Uh, you're going to see the Oilers in flames. In Edmonton for the Heritage Classic, Sunday, October 29th. Congratulations. 
hang on the line and uh, thank you for your service with some of the disgusting stuff you have to deal with. I have a question for Nicole. Nicole, can you be our airport specialist? Like if we ever have anything airport related, can we give you a call? Absolutely. Okay, Okay. we'll grab your number Uh, then. Hang on the line, Nicole. Uh, We'll get your details. What do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Oh, we're going to replay that Buck and Blue Jays conversation. uh, There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Buck and Blue Jays conversation uh, from earlier on. And uh, yeah, we'll GVP and I'll talk a little bit as well. Cool. Um, We got uh, more stuff to give away tomorrow. Movie tickets Mm -hmm. and another pair of tickets to the Heritage Classic in Edmonton. Check out the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, That's it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a terrific Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.